0: Hey, Marco, welcome to episode three, two adventures in virtual reality. I'm glad to be here. Michael Hoytich and Marco Ricci. Awesome, number three. Number three, I'm proud of us. I, don't, I didn't know if we had three episodes worth of content. I knew we had tons of content. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't clear where we were going to, uh, to get to it. Well, let's give people that little primer on what they can expect in today's podcast. Okay,
1: I think that's a good idea. We're gonna discuss some uh, some VR films of the, from the year, specifically Chris Milk stuff. Okay. And then I think we're gonna spend the most of the time on, um, today, in this half hour, just discussing starting up a, a VR business. Yep. Everything from um, gear to practices to clients to projects and all that sort of stuff. So if you're out there and you are like, hey, I wanna do VR and I wanna get paid doing it and work with clients, we're gonna try to give you s- some thoughts based on our experiences.
0: Yep, I think that sounds great. Yep,
1: but you wanted to start with, a, with some uh, discussion of Chris Milk.
0: Well, uh, actually I think the framing of it is the, um, is a little different, but Chris Milk plays a big role, which is if you're showing someone VR for the first time, what are you going to show them? Um, so I think, I think Chris Milk's content is still an excellent primer for showing VR for the first time. But um, that's kind of how I want to shape this.
1: Okay, well let's, let's give a little background on who Chris Milk is. He sort of was, at least for me, the first person who really did VR on a super high cinematic level. And he's mm-hmm. got a lot of work, he got a lot of great films out there, Evolution of Verse, mm-hmm. Catatonic, mm-hmm. some of our favorites, Yep. Uh, Clouds Over Sidra, he did the New York Times walking piece, so he really did,
0: he's sort of the, the Spielberg, if you will, of VR for this year, right? Yeah, I mean, he's an early pioneer. I mean, I I'm not sure I'm gonna Uh-oh. annoy anyone um, on this podcast, but um, yeah, he's an early pioneer. And as we got our exposure in VR, and I, I think what's interesting too is, is we're talking about some of the video-based VR. I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff with the Oculus DK2, um, with other devices. So when you're showing someone VR for the first time, and we'll come back to the Chris Milk stuff, you know, do you have a DK2? Do you have the the Oculus um, development kit? Do you have a Samsung Gear, or do you have just cardboard? Right. And I guess for this conversation, the most accessible above cardboard is the Samsung Gear. So let's mm-hmm. let's assume that you know we have a Samsung Gear, and then. You know, you could have a Oculus, but I think we'll spend less time on the Oculus demos and more right in that right. sweet spot. But let, of me, the, let me, me just summarize, you're talking, if, if somebody comes into your
1: place mm-hmm. and says I've never seen VR before, mm-hmm. and you're like, I got to curate a little VR exhibition for them, right? knowing you probably have about two or three things and then you want to let them sort of get their mind, wrap their mind around the concept. What, yes.
0: what shows, what are you showing them? Yeah, what and, and I would love anyone who had feedback on this as well, yeah. because I think, you know, we have an approach and we've tried, you know, we've definitely shown it to people a lot. So, you know, we have a cadence that we've kind of curated over time and it could definitely get better, but I'd love any feedback uh, for anyone else. And that's actually how um, way, you know, way back one of the first, um, demos uh, a friend Matisse said hey have you seen the Strangers demo right. or right. piece which was right. the, the gentleman in the loft with the piano Yeah, and that one's great I, you know, and I think a lot of these still hold up so I'm, I'm going to kind of kick right into it like, I think that's a very good one and we've talked about you that think You think you should bunch. start with Strangers? No I'm saying that's a good one I'm it is saying I'm not declaring my cadence yet, but I think that's a very right. Good well, I, I I like strangers, but I never was as gung ho on showing it to people as you were. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why I showed strangers is for two reasons. One is it is definitely immersive, and if you're looking in the right spot, the they are they do capture. And I think it's either I think it's Felix and Paul or Kite and Lightning. Those are the two kind of yeah. other big shops, right? Um, what they do a great job of is. It's, there's especially that one shot where the piano player looks at you. If you're looking at him, he looks at you, and you get that gaze, and you feel like you're there. You feel like you're in that experience. Um, so that was one thing that I found interesting. But the second part is, I felt like it was accessible for our business. So again, there's two parts of it. Which is, are you showing this just to friends and show them like cool stuff, or are you showing this to kind of grow your business? Meaning which that we're gonna that talk was something later. that hey, this is something we could shoot for you. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not to say it's easy what they did in that, no, but that no. would be. Well, yeah. you're getting to the point of how I break down what I show into people as what I'm calling docu-live video pieces, Yep. which the strangers fall under, and then there's a CG, computer-generated right. pieces. Right. And then again, we're just for those listening, we're not really getting into the video game world because it's a whole other great experience of stuff that just blows our mind away but we're talking to people about projects video based projects that we can do right
0: right yeah so we, we definitely have experience and have been messing around with unity and, and Unreal Engine um, but we're not going to really talk about that right. today but yeah so and that is part of it too right because one of the favorite demos to show is um, the Chris milk evolution of verse and right. that is it's an old demo it's been done for a long time but you know in a business context so it's like if for like almost like a party trick, it's like, hey, have someone watch it, look for right. the train, here comes the train, and then, right. right, that's a really magical moment. That used to
1: be my, I, that my intro, if somebody wanted the CVR, that used to be the first thing
0: I showed them. Right. Used to be, until about two months ago. Right, because it depends, right, if it's a business context, it's like that's a highly produced piece, <laughs> so it's not something that you can do in 30 days. Right, right? Um, so, if you, you know, again, this is a mix of like, am I doing this for, for business? There's that making sure that you're maintaining expectations because someone would see that and be like, wow, that's awesome, I want that. Okay, let's do that. Well, all right, that's, that's a big budget, that's, that's time, that's, effort. you know, of course everything's ever, but that's a lot of um, planning and budget, so do you really want that? So, so you said two months ago, that would have been one of your first go-to's. What, what is your go-to now? Like, well, I sort per, of look at it like- Mark, this is the first time I've ever seen VR. I have this Samsung gear, I'm so excited. What are you gonna show me? Well, what I show people now is something we did. Oh,
1: yeah, that's Yeah, cool. because I think the experience itself is so, especially if it's a client, because the experience itself as a first time is, let's face it, it's, it's amazing. Right? Yeah. No matter yeah. what you show people, strangers, evolution averse, something we did, whatever, people can be mm-hmm. like, that's incredible. So I want them to have that feeling when they have seen something we did. Fair. To be like, that is incredible. Well,
0: I don't think that counts for the... For the general public out there? Well, yeah, I mean, no, of well, course, me the ask... right cross piece is awesome, and it does elicit well, emotion, like, and that's the one that you're specifically right. referring to. so let,
1: right? me, let me back it up, though. I show them, th- that was my example of the Docu virtual reality piece, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then I usually follow it up with a car- computer Generated CG like evolution of verse or something like that, just mm-hmm. to say to people like this is look this is something you could probably do tomorrow, mm-hmm. and this is where you know a high end thing where you could just the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. So they can see the you know they see something that's tangible that they can do and something where they see the possibilities.
0: Yeah, right? like Divergent was awesome as well. Divergent was very CG heavy. But that was another really great one that we were showing for a long time. I think they pulled that from the Samsung store. But Divergent or Insurgent was the insurgent one, where the where the wires came down and looked yeah, like they were yeah. going to plug into you, and you're on yeah, top of the building. That was, that was a good one. The birds coming out. I mean, we there were some points where we had some folks in the office that were that had to take the headset off because they were so
1: yeah yeah. Which is, is that a good or bad thing? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, it's good because it's, it's reality inducing.
1: I know, but every time you take the headset off or you're just, you're interrupting the experience. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah.
0: Well, some uh, one of my favorite demos actually is a, is a friend of mine, uh, his name is Mort. Um, he came in and we said, hey, do you like, this is the first time and this was a bit of an experiment and then maybe we switch. I don't know how long we've been going, but um, he he's like, yeah, show me anything. So I was like, okay, to change the cadence, let's show catatonic. Oh, you first. said that. <laughs> Which,
1: if people don't know, is a incredibly intense horror film, first-person POV
0: film. Right, right. right. So uh, Mort tried that for the first time, and he sat there and he's smiling the whole time. And we're kind of, you know, you know we had him in a rolly chair. And it's it's. What's the scenario again? It's you're in a mental institution, right. and the
1: first moment you're in a wheelchair, and you get c- handcuffed in, right? So you're right. stuck, and now you're moving in the wheelchair.
0: Right. So we're moving Mort around in the wheelchair, you know, in the in the rolling chair. So and you know he's smiling and laughing and then when he takes off the headset we're like how was it he was like that was one of the scariest moments of my life he's like i was smiling on the outside terrified on the inside well but, let that, me ask and you that's a, really interesting to hear and obviously uh i was like all right well that wasn't necessarily a good first experience <laughs> but um all right well let me ask you a question mm-hmm. have you actually sat through catatonic yes i have
1: you have? I yeah. thought you didn't. I thought you weren't able to make it through.
0: No, of course I did. I mean, I don't necessarily like it. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's. I think it's great. Um, I don't like horror films in general, no, but I thought it. it was really good. You no, know,
1: that could be my favorite right now. Now that I think about it. Yeah. It's just, it's just so good, right? It's so intense.
0: Yeah. And, and, that, and that's why you know where I brought up the Chris Milk because I think even though those demos have been around for a long time, there's a there's an a flavor across them from docu style with Clouds of Sidra. You know, the CG, not over the top CG, but the CG of Evolution of Verse. You have the, the horror with Catatonic, right. and then two, two others I'm gonna finish off, um, is you have the Saturday Night Live ones, which are yeah kind of interesting. They're it's good in a voyeuristic type of way, right? Right, yeah. but yeah. not like storytelling, voyeuristic, right? Because there's so many people in the crowd. And then finally, there's the, the one with the boat that has the sound. Yeah, um, not one of my favorites. Well, I mean, it's in
1: sound, and binaural sound, so if people don't know, binaural sound is, the sound moves depending on where you look. So if I look to my right and there's a couple yelling, I hear their sound. If I look to my left and there's a guy playing the violin, I hear the violin but not the couple yelling.
0: Yeah, but Which that's is an important. important step,
1: for sure. Yeah. But at, at the same time, you know, for me, just demonstrating
0: technological prowess does not a good content make. Right, but that's why I'm saying it's a, it's a primer to what's possible. I guess. It's a cross. Yeah. Like, it's a good one to say. It would have been better if it wasn't some like, over-the-top poem that people were reading. Well, love poem. You look, know? Everyone has to try to express <laughs> themselves artistically. You know? That's, All right. So well, anyway, we, we can switch should, up but I think, yeah. I think I'd think i love to hear any feedback on... I would on, too. How are people feed, feeding back to us? Um, Calling in? Well, you can tweet at us. So I All am right. at M. Hoytich, uh, on Twitter. So right. tweet something to us. Or uh, Facebook. Um, we're usually in that 360 video professional Facebook yeah. um, list, but I think Twitter's the best approach. And what's your Twitter handle, Marco?
1: At Marco J Ricci, M-A-R-C-O-J-R-I-C-C-I. I mm-hmm. have 30 followers. 30? Yeah, or maybe, maybe 80, I don't know. All right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so hey, before you- we break into this one, should we take a commercial break? Yeah. All right, let's do that.
1: Today's podcast, sponsored by Rafiki Street Meat, Rafiki's, located on the corner of Broadway and Bleecker. Mention Avengers in VR podcast and get 20% off your next chicken over rice plate.
0: And we're back. So
1: we want to talk about um, starting a a VR business or making a I don't want to say our experiences, but thoughts on getting the business up and running.
0: Well, yeah, I think I think starting a VR business again, we're, we're specifically talking around video based 360 video.
1: Right, not heavy post house
0: stuff. Not heavy post house. Just some general, like, okay, I want to get into this business. How do I go about that? And this is specifically a services business that we're going to talk about, which For is sure. like, um, how do I contract myself as a VR professional, land some business, do the work, and make some money? Right. How do we do that? <laughs> What uh, equipment do you need? How
1: do you get clients? Right, that's a good question. Because the first thing we said was, well, let's get clients, right? Mm-hmm. But now we also have to simultaneously learn this process because it's different, it's new. It's yeah. not something that anybody's done before. Yeah. You know, we, the first thing we said was, well, let's rent a camera. Right. And then we said, <laughs> realized nobody's renting cameras, <laughs> Right. which was eight months ago, and now people are renting cameras, but we were at square one there.
0: Yeah, and I remember at the time, um, before we had our first camera, we didn't know which one to get. So we looked right. at iZuger, we looked at Freedom 360, we looked at a bunch of different heroes, ones. 360 Heroes, yeah. Right, and then we looked at the ones that are on Kickstarter that didn't need stitching, and we weren't sure right. whether you need stitch or... Well, right, and that was the question, do we buy a camera, or do we rent
1: one, or whatever? And mm-hmm. we didn't really have a choice because there was no way to rent it right. back then. Right. So we bought a camera, mm-hmm. and I would say if you want to do a VR business, mm-hmm. you should buy a camera. Yep. because this is a new technology and the most important thing you need is time on the equipment, right? right. You're learning how to play a new instrument and you need to have it. And they're not price prohibitive. They're not a thousand dollars, but you can get a 360 probably video 2D rig. Well,
0: Let's talk about yep. which one would you get? Marco, hey Marco, I'm well, about to start my own business. Which, which camera would you suggest I buy today?
1: That's a good question because today, I, I think that we're, gonna, we're seeing a lot of new cameras coming in. Yep. Right. Some self-stitchy ones, some ones that have a lot more lenses. Mm-hmm. So,
0: we already should I buy the f- that Nokia one for fifty thousand dollars. I, I mean, I have fifty thousand. Look, I have two. I have around. two.
1: Yeah, have two feelings about gear. First and foremost is, I never buy the latest shiny toy right away. Yeah. Because it's not just the piece of gear, but it's also the knowledge base that works up around that gear. hmm So, for instance, everybody bought a ca- Canon five D camera. Mm-hmm. Right. So now everybody knows how to use the Canon five D. Plugins are created for it, software, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. presets for it. Mm-hmm. So everything you do with a Canon five D is made much simpler because everybody's using it. The and ecosystem. a lot of stuff is yeah, the ecosystem is well developed. Yep. So buying a fifty thousand dollar camera that could be like, you know, I'm trying to think of some other expensive gadget that went nowhere might not be the right idea. People could realize that there's a twenty thousand version in two months that's a lot better. Right. That being said, would I like to have that 50,000 camera? Yeah, I'd like to test drive that camera and see what it can do, yeah. you know, because at this point, you know, the ecosystems are not as robust and they're changing f- faster. And so if Nokia but
0: wants to give us the $50,000 camera, we're we're open it. And I'm not saying
1: testing. you shouldn't get it. I just would be, if I was starting out, I don't know if that would be the right purchase. I,
0: I, I don't think, I mean, I'm, we're If you've never done exactly. it before,
1: I would say right now and is, is get the Freedom 360 camera. Yeah.
0: I think that's a great would be a great investment, and a lot of that's people our, have it,
1: right? Yep. It's based off of GoPro's, which has its own. So how much pros is and it, cons. Marco? Well, you can get a whole system for. So let's say you got to get the support, you got to get the the ball that holds the cameras, and the cameras. You're talking.
0: So we need. The, talking about five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. Why? Why five thousand dollars? How much is the? So we need what the framework rig. We're calling you need it the, the rig.
1: The brain, right? The brain is what holds the. The mount so it holds uh, it holds right. the cameras. Where in do place. you buy the mount? You that can just incredible.
0: get them at three, even 360. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so how much is that?
1: That's 700 bucks or something. 600. Okay. Don't quote me on that
0: one. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Right. I mean, you we have ranges. Then you have
1: six cameras at f- 450, 500 piece. What That's kind it's of 3, cameras? 000. GoPro Hero 4 Blacks.
0: Can I use GoPro 3s? Can I use I all these? I think you can, but okay.
1: we didn't... Yeah, you can use them, but they... But shoot don't differently.
0: they... F- certain ones fit in the mount anyway?
1: Certain ones do fit in the mount, so you can... I don't know if you can... But,
0: but the, the recommended, I kind of... Yeah. GoPro. Hero 4 Black. All right. And how much are they about?
1: 450. 450. five hundred. Okay. All right. Then you need cards for so that. So how many of those? Six. Then you need your 64 gig cards, right?
0: Okay. So we need six or do we need more than six? Well, you eventually need more than six, but you could start the with cards. six. The cards. Yeah. Okay. So six cards. Well, you right. You may need more than if we can start off with that. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Then you need your base support, which is like 300 bucks. Okay, and was that your, your tripod you're saying, base support? Tripod, yeah, but it's not
1: a tripod, it's a monopod. Monopod. A special VR monopod. Okay. So you can get a whole package together with accessories and a case and all that sort of stuff for about five to 6,000.
0: Well, let's keep going. Okay, so we have the, but the monopod. What else do we need? Charger. Chargers,
1: you need to power source, because that's, I think we hit, did we hit that in episode one? That's um, one of your biggest- We might have, but again- That's one of your biggest problems is how you're gonna power this thing, because the cameras run out really quick. They run yeah. out in like 40 minutes, so you right. need it. So we can get into that some more. I don't want to get into the details of that. This one could be more general. But should, we get, should I source? buy
0: an extra power source or absolutely. extra batteries? Yes, absolutely. Extra batteries as well?
1: No, not for that one, because you can't take the batteries out of the brain on that one.
0: You can't take the batteries out of the GoPro. Once you
1: put it in the mounts, the GoPros, they screw in, and you don't want to be unscrewing the GoPros, changing out the batteries. So you want to figure out a way to charge them uh, without unscrewing them.
0: Okay, and then the case? And the case. Okay, so now but we have our gear.
1: But look, if you're, yeah, your gear, and if you're starting up for that much, now you can go out and you can play with that, right? Yeah. You do can I do need it. a microphone? Sure, if you want to have sound, yeah. I mean, you can have your GoPro sound, but. Well, it, again, it, I want to know the gear that I'm gonna need. Well, I'm assuming that as a, uh, fi- somebody who's in film is now doing this. Maybe well, why would you assume that?
0: Because I'm a filmmaker and I'm
1: self-centered <laughs> like that.
0: Well, not everyone's gonna be right. in film, so. No, you're
1: gonna need some sort of sound system and, and recording device, so you might as well throw you know some wireless mics, and it, you know.
0: So we can rent that. Can rent that stuff. Is that better right. to rent?
1: Yeah. No, okay. I mean it. It depends, or, or how many often you're doing the shoot. If you're shooting every day, every week, a day a week,
0: you should buy well, this okay. stuff. I want to know. I just.
1: Well, I think you should start off.
0: What's if you your don't recommendation? Have this, Take a position. If you don't
1: have the sound stuff, you should rent it until you figure out what you need and how often you're working okay. with this stuff. Okay. That's
0: always a smart. All right. So do we bet. need any other hardware to do this shoot? Well, then you need your uh, kick-ass computer. Well, that's not for the shoot. I'm saying on the shoot, on location, I I basically got a camera and microphones. Do I need anything else? Look, I'm not
1: going over the details of what you need on a a shoot, on a shoot shoot. I'm talking about what you need to get yourself out in the field and figure out what else you want to get,
0: what works best for you. All right, that makes sense. All Right. right, so now we have that. And then, okay, so we go out and we shoot and we take footage. What do we need beyond that? Then you so need you're your saying computer. The, the computer. Yeah,
1: you right. need a com- you, know, you need software. You need an editing software like mm-hmm. Adobe or Final mm-hmm. Cut or Avid, or something like well, that.
0: Which, which ones?
1: Well you can use either one. It, okay. Well, Again, this is for anyone who wants yeah, it. Any yeah. of those three? Because the, the picture itself, once you well what let's go back a step because you need you need stitching software. Okay. So you take your six cameras, you bring them into your stitching software, which were you use autocolor panel. Okay. K O R. Mm-hmm. Because they were purchased by GoPro. Right. Like five months ago, and I feel like that's gonna be a supported tech. Talking yeah. about the ecosystem, Yeah, yeah. I was like, if, if GoPro purchased them, obviously, we're using GoPro cameras, there's something that's gonna be maybe good here. So if I have to pick between this and the other one on the market, I'm gonna pick what's, this one. What's the other one? Video Stitch. Video Stitch. So video Stitch say, or
0: right. color panel.
1: There might be new ones out, I haven't looked at it like, you know, Okay, three but months. this is good.
0: All right, so now I, I need a heavy duty computer. We had someone research that yeah. for us, and specifically it needs to be be able to handle on video, good, strong video yeah, card. because you're
1: taking, right, a huge, I mean, you're, you're doing massive, you're taking six 2.7K resolution images, mm-hmm. putting them together, mm-hmm. and then you're exporting them, manipulating them, at, so it's a huge file size, it's huge. If you do okay. it uncompressed, seven minutes, or 10 minutes, 300 gigs.
0: Okay.
1: And you'll be sitting there like we are, waiting for your computer to export <laughs> stuff. Right, but, so, so how much does that computer but look, cost? Look, I'm not, I don't want anybody to stop doing that because my Mac laptop that I got
0: two years ago can do it just very slowly. Okay.
1: You know, so... so how much does that
0: laptop cost?
1: I don't know. You tell me with that. No, I don't know what two,
0: that is. I, I know. It's 2, 3K. Two, yeah. I mean, but we're talking about that from laptop 1500 is... 1,500 to 3,000. Yeah.
1: But if you really want a good system, you need a souped-up Mac garbage can tower that's running
0: really high because right.
1: ultimately, if you do as much work as we do, you, you, you're really wasting a lot of time doing exports.
0: So you can basically get a good quality Windows laptop, 1800, 2,200 bucks. Right. You know, obviously we want the, the Mac. Super.
1: Yeah. But duper. look, that shouldn't. Do you? Sh- look, you need the soft, the auto color. You need something that can run that software. But mm-hmm. that shouldn't be a precursor. You know, you should not do VR because you don't have that four thousand system dollar system. Right. Okay. So now we I'm have all that the equipment. What was that? Well, so the reason why I'm I'm saying that you should get that stuff is because I think that gives you the tools to start learning how to work. Yeah. Right, and I think going hand in hand with clients and figuring out how to clients and what you can shoot for them and how to charge it is
0: figuring out this technology
1: and what you can do and what you like to do and what works for you.
0: So I think what we just described is the starter package is $10,000. I think so. Right, because you're talking two to three K for computer-ish stuff you know, the what do we say for the kind of camera? Five grand so for the camera, five, five to six. And then two yeah. to three miscellaneous, 10K. Yeah,
1: sound, yeah, I think 10K is about right. So that's the, yeah, that's the amount to get going on the production side. Mm-hmm. But the converse is, you get all this stuff and you're learning how do you get a client?
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think um, that starts with knowing your demo cadence using other people's materials until you get your own materials. Right. I mean, and that's very important. So you really need to go right. out and shoot your own stuff. Or as we
1: did, shoot your own stuff or shoot projects for like nothing basically. Yep, yep. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, business development generally is, can you get a client name on your roster? Can you show great stuff? Will you do it with, without pay in some, in some times? But best case scenario is you're, you're making margin on this. So something I wanted
1: to ask you mm-hmm. was, and I just completely lost my train of thought. Hmm. Um what it had to do, oh, this is what it was. you know what's your experience with talking with clients who obviously come in and get blown away by v R mm-hmm. and love it mm-hmm. but it seems to me they don't know what to do with it, right right so what t- tell us some of those issues of Clients and how and what extra maybe work you have to do to make them realize how to use it or how to show it and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah.
0: So I th- I think that's a good question. I mean, when you go and see a client for the first time, um, the demo cadence is important because you don't want to oversell with what's possible, and you don't want to, in a sense, um, confuse the client either on what they should do. So it should, when you go in, you should show a handful of. Uh, experiences that are in your wheelhouse in terms of what you're able to accomplish and then from there you want to ask questions around their interest um, and then determine if their interest or not and then present packages that um, are again within your within your skill set and service offering so you almost want to create these service offerings. here's what you get for and you know we want these numbers to scale. Here's what you get for 20K, here's what you get for 50K, here's what you get for 100K. And when you build those packages, and we can talk about that another time, it's really around what are the services that you're you're delivering to But we should talk
1: about, yeah, I don't think we have enough time.
0: No. For today. No. But
1: just to, just to retract back a second on my question, I think Micah's question was specifically, and maybe you're getting to this and I interrupted you, which I apologize. Mm. Um, Let's say, for example, we were pitching the New York Yankees, who we've never pitched, never. Yep. We'd yep. have any conversation with them. About That'd, be it. That'd be great. That would be great. But activity. I could see them coming in. We'd mm-hmm. show them the demo, and they're mm-hmm. like, "This is awesome." Mm-hmm. And then I think, "This is what we can do for you. This is what the price packages start." I then felt like, since VR is such a new technology, mm-hmm. people were like, "We want to do something." but what? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have that built-in thing already to
0: do that you had to do something. Right. Does that so- make sense? Yeah, so it's a mix there. What's neat about it, and this is just sales and business development, you know, first you have to qualify the, the, the client, the potential client, if they want to do something, right? So a lot of times you might go in and show all this stuff and they're like, yeah, that's amazing, but they don't really know, like you said, what to do right. or if they should do something. And You really need to figure that out. And. You can't, and if someone doesn't really get it, you need to move on, especially in these early stages. Oh, you think so? You can't yeah, you educate them not to educate them? No, no. There's too many people. There's, there's clients out there that want to do this stuff, and you have to find them. So, right. so the two things then are, do they already have a project in mind? Like, did you get that meaning because they said, hey, I want to do something in VR, right. and that's your best case scenario? If you're educating, you have to put together these packages and say, hey, here's a starter kit for... We're going to do this in in four weeks. It is going to be, um, you know, we're going to do a shoot. We're going to do the pre-plan. And we went over this before as well, which is, hey, we're going to have a kickoff meeting. We're going to pre-plan. We're going to do a shoot for two days. We're going to capture this type of experience. And then we're going to edit for two weeks. And then you're going to have your end. And it's going to cost $30,000 or whatever the number is. That's what you need to build. Know, around the, the skill sets that you have and, and this, you know, creating your own service offering.
1: Do you think you, if we're in doing a VR pitch you have to have more ideas and uses of it than you normally, like, again, going back to the Yankee thing, they'd be like, well, we do our magazine on MS, on Yes Network and this on the, on the big jumbotron. Do you think yeah. we have to say stuff like, look, you guys are probably thinking about this as a, as a tour of the stadium, right? But yeah. what about taking batting
0: practice in a VR, or seeing opposing pitchers? It has to VR- be their idea for right. them to roll forward. So okay. you wanna try to feed them ideas, but ultimately, whenever you're getting projects, it has to be that person's idea and they have to be excited about it. So that's where, again, if you're doing a little too much ideation, the client's not ready. Right. The client has to kind of say, hey, you know what would be great? We have Yankees Magazine, and you know, it'd be great to have some of these Yankee legends you know, taking batting pa- practice. Even at this, right. like right. we can have Reggie Jackson taking back right. practice, right? right? So when the client starts doing that, that means you're getting closer to a project. If you keep coming up with these other like um, ideas for them, then you're not as close as you, you may think you are. So if you're doing too much ideation, you're not close enough to closing that project. If they're coming up with the ideas, then you wanna hear what they're saying, shape it into a project and then you basically have to get back to them. So let's say, let's, I'm going to take this a little further and then we can kind of close it down. So suddenly they say, okay, I want to do this specific thing. Then you go, okay. And you have to quickly get back to them with a very straightforward, what we would call statement of work. And it is exactly what the words are. It is the detail of exactly what that client would get. And the best case scenario is that you have a very detailed statement of work on exactly what they're going to get. And then um, they you present it to the client. They review those items generally called deliverables um, There's some legalese that you'll need in there to to protect both parties But they look over those deliverables and say hey, yes This is exactly what I'm looking for and then the client signs and then the one other thing I'll say about that is your payment terms which again is in part of this business is very important You know, we would suggest you get 50% at minimum 50% upfront before you start the project and then fifty percent on delivery is yeah.
1: another. Well, maybe twenty-five percent upon completion of photography.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 There's a bunch of different ways to structure that, but those things are important. There's there's something
1: else I I, I wanted to bring up, but I almost think that we can talk ten minutes, so it should be in maybe next week or some other time down the line. But mm-hmm. that is the idea of having to show your client how eyeballs can get on this technology, mm-hmm. right? Because they see it, they see how it works, but there's a distribution.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Issue for them, right? Mm-hmm. People want to.
0: Well, we talked about that last time, and this is this is something where, you know, this is why you have to find the right clients because if you're doing VR or 360 video right now, it's an investment. It's it's almost research and development. Right. So you can't have super high expectations on distribution. You have to do it for specialized use cases. So again, let's say in the Yankees example, it is we're giving it away to. VR day season, season ticket holders right. as a special you know and we figure out a cardboard right. slash distribution. But if you think you're going to get 10 million views, it's just not going to happen.
1: No, I know. But it could be. I think we talked about last time those those high value viewers, mm-hmm. like maybe two donors who give a foundation 10 million a year, mm-hmm. might be perfect to have
0: their own customized Samsung Gears. Yeah, and it's yeah. how it differentiates you, and your product, and your brand, and, and you want to build this, this kind of right. pathway to doing things but that…
1: Do you think it's… what's your gut feeling? I mean, Let us just answer this quickly, and we'll wrap it up. But mm-hmm. If somebody comes in and they don't have that idea of how to showcase it, mm-hmm. is that something you have to work with them towards, or does that mean they're not ready? Or it's not a cut and dry
0: situation? No I think you could definitely work with them I mean with with other clients that we've had it is like okay here's your distribution options and again there's so many neat things you can do without again as long as they're not like I want ten thousand or I'm sorry ten million people seeing this yeah you know coaching them through the specialized use cases on this stuff there's a lot of really fun things that you can do and and it is important that these companies this is the future this is where everything's going you have to start now like I you know, would say to anyone in any of these meetings, like, you, the investment is not gigantic. You right. know, to do a tel, how much does it cost to do uh, a television commercial? You know, start at two hundred fifty grand and go up. Right. right. So, like, a lot of companies today that are that are starting out are willing to do work from two, you know, fifty thousand dollars up for for relatively <laughs> professional right. or professional right. based. Right. You know. You, we're dealing with our, the camera systems and, and, and you know, kind of the early parts of this, but you know, 50,000 and up is, is not a huge investment for, for companies that you might be talking to around this stuff. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, it bears maybe more discussion about it because I think, and we talked about it with the cardboard, but I think I see that as the next breakthrough maybe that we need to have is mm-hmm. eyeballs and delivery roles. And the more s- units we start selling, the, the better it is for everybody. Oh, that's happening. That's Yeah, I mean, amazing. it's going to happen. But, but I want it to happen tomorrow.
0: And <laughs> no. 2016 is going to be a great year. But why, why don't we leave on that? 2016 is going to be a great year. Yep. Um, I, I really enjoy these discussions, and I think they would have been helpful to me as I was starting this. So hopefully it's helpful to Maybe there could outside.
1: be like a Cliff Notes version of this podcast.
0: Maybe. I don't know.
1: I would have okay. listened to it double. I'm just not joking. I would have listened to it double speed. Really? I guess because I'm editing for so long, I, I listen to things double speed, it saves you like twice a time.
0: Well, what's interesting is you can get a, a podcast player like um, Overcast and they have a double speed button. Oh,
1: I always think we should post a double speed.
0: No, version. they have now, they have like you download uh, Overcast, which is the podcast player wow, that, that I use, and you can go triple speed. You can cut out all the, the, the uh, dead spots as well. Do you think there's gonna be a time in like, or a
1: very near future, where we always process information at two times? like not, me not talking the, to you right now I'd be like
0: oh this is so slow not in the very near future but in the future all the technology we have today is just going to melt into us right, right so like the delivery of information won't even be it's going straight yeah. to the source But our,
1: if our kids are like I'm gonna listen to Mike Francesa live from 2 to 6 are they're gonna <laughs> get like the, the tripled speed and be like yeah just listen to it, it only took me an hour and a half
0: uh, yeah Well, definitely. I mean, I do listen to one and a half speed, I think, on um, a lot of my podcasts. But, yes, I I do think. Here's a funny story. I don't even think it's going to be, and someone will go back and listen to this, I don't think it's going to be speed. I think there's going to be different ways of of ingesting information. Sure. I
1: mean, at some point, maybe we have written, we have spoken, we recorded. There's going to be some other thing. Sure. All right. Enjoy, folks. Thanks for listening.
0: Wonderful. Thanks, guys.